0: Welcome to Lapse Gamer Radio, episode 169. Nice. I am Mark Hamer and joining me tonight is Nick and Chazzy. Hello. 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 How are you, gentlemen, doing? It's been a it's been a little while since we've done a games chat. It's been about a month.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Feels weird.
0: <laughs> yeah. You've been be back playing lots of games. Uh, uh, yeah, no. I've been playing lots of one uh,
1: <laughs> one particular game. It's yeah, it,
0: yeah. I, this uh, there's not going to be a particularly widespread of games talked about this evening, I don't think. <laughs> um, first of all, th- well, this is going to be a very Destiny-heavy episode, I think. So we'll leave mm. that stuff to the end, so anyone who's not interested can just Warning. tune out. Destiny, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so before that, should we do should we do a quick update in um, Motorsport Minute? Yeah. yeah well, has anyone else been playing any motorsport games apart from me over the uh, last month? A little bit of a
1: set of no. Corsa Competizione, but other than that no, I've been... Uh, How's that going? Counseling. It's That game is hard That game is mm-hmm. way harder than um, I gave it credit for um, mm. Yeah, no, it's good um, but I'm playing it solely in VR so that is oh, adding wow. okay. another level of um, weirdness. So I did try and stream it, um, but it turns yeah. out that if because of the way you, uh, the quest works, you have to go into the Oculus software, into Steam VR, to then launch it, and it all becomes a bit of a thing. And yeah, it gets a little bit squirrely if it doesn't do it in exactly. You don't do it in exactly the right way. You know, A to B to C, then that's yeah, it. it goes all weird, and you know, I'm suddenly sitting under the under the wheels or under the seat, and. It gets choppy and weird, and yeah, so it took me like 45 Hmm. minutes to work all that out and then get it on the stream, and then instantly crash on the first corner, and that was it. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. but no, it's good. It's uh, that game is like you know, when we were playing Project Cars, we were saying, Oh, yeah, this is a bit technical, like this is like Mm -hmm. another level above that. It's it's great, yeah.
0: It's it's a, a set of courses up there with like uh, iRacing and R Factor for like. Yeah, the hardcore sim racing enthusiasts. You
1: actually have to set the car up. You know, you yeah, can't just jump in and, and go. Um, it's GT3
0: racing, which is probably my favourite racing discipline, uh, and it's on sale at the moment on mm. PS4. But a console PC version, too. Steam sale. It, it yeah, I was going to yeah, say it's on the Steam sale. I don't Steam have sale. a PC, do I? Unfortunately,
1: yeah, you will have
0: soon. Thanks, Scan. Now, no, I won't. <clears> just buy all the so, games now. Quick update, Uh, last week I was position 142 in the queue for my particular graphics card. This week I am position 137, so it's going well. Uh, I'll probably have my graphics card in a couple of years at this rate. (laughs) (laughs) I'll finally have a graphics card. Um, No, I I, I did consider picking it up on PS4 because it's like, I don't know, 15 pounds or something like that, and I really, really want it, but the console version runs at thirty which I yeah. uh, don't like for a racing for a racing game at all. Um, and it, apparently even running at 30, sometimes it doesn't hit that. Uh, and there's a few bugs and stuff that aren't present in the um, console, in, in the PC version. I don't know whether it was handed off to another studio or whatever, but I will play it when I get onto, um, onto PC. I'm way more interested in playing that than I am like full Assetto Corsa because it's loads of disciplines that I'm not bothered about. Um, yeah. I just want to do the GT racing. Um. Well, I say, Nick, you haven't played any racing. Is it? we did have a race the other week?
2: Yes, we did, didn't we? We raced in yeah. uh, Silverstone. <laughs> only you and me, unfortunately. Yeah, so, uh, me. Christ. What? No, yeah. it was. Uh, well, yeah, it was even worse because um, Matt from Kerlak Moments uh, had some weird bug in F no, one. Oh, no. that's what I meant about only being you and me. Yeah, and the actual race. Um. So. It, Qualified second, I think, didn't he? Yeah. Got and then the lights went out and he went nowhere and mm-hmm. then he got disqualified for being stood still in a dangerous place or something.
0: Yeah, his clutch didn't release, so he was stranded yeah. on the grid. Wow. Um we found out it happened uh so we <laughs> had a um bless you. Sorry. We <laughs> we had a little uh, arcadey race after that and um I had the same problem, but he got around it but like like momentarily hitting the start button mm-hmm. uh and then unpausing it because in the car it like drives itself automatically. Yeah. And that got him off the grid, but he lost a lot of places. Wow. Um don't know what was causing that issue. It's not something I've ever come come across, but yeah, it's like uh releasing the right um paddle to like lift the clutch yeah. it wasn't engaging. So he was stuck in neutral on the grid.
1: Nice.
0: Um yeah, which is not right. Yeah, a bit of pain. But so he are we, are had to just to, sit and watch us race.
1: Yeah. Are we back to uh F <clears> one <throat> Ways this week or is it next week?
0: Yes, yeah, we took a week off. Um sort of a mid season break. So uh the Codec boys could play with the PS fives and mean Nick could uh, uh, raid in a particular game, but we'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> um <clears throat> as for my um Adventures of Motorsport. I have somehow, in between playing a lot of Destiny, been playing uh, a reasonable amount of GT Sport. I try to get on it now at least once a week to do pick whichever of the three like daily races there are for that week. Um, pick the one that, usually the one that's in the GT in, in the Group Three cars um, or another discipline if it's on a track I particularly like. Spend a few hours trying to bang out like, a, like the fastest lap I can, and then it saves that lap for the week. So if you go in with that particular car, you don't have to qualify again. You've already set a qualifying time for the rest of the week, which is great. Um But the FIA sanctioned races, the uh, Nations Cup and the Manufacturers Cup are back and I've never really got involved in one of those so I thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do it now, Um, running out of time to actually do it because that stuff will probably move over to GT7 if that is supposed to be coming out early next year. Um, Did not realise that before you start you can have a look at the calendar and see all of the tracks. So... I signed a contract to race for Renault because Yay. I've got a bit of a soft spot for Renault Sport, um, as does Nick. Um, and the Megane is my personal favourite Group 4 car to drive and the the, RS, um, the RS01 is a really nice Group 3 car to drive as well. Mm. Really, Both of them really, really good around the corners, not very good on the straights compared to some of the other cars. So imagine my surprise when I jump into the first track and it's the Red Bull Ring. Um <laughs> And not even the full Red Bull Ring, like the short version of the Red Bull Ring. So it's literally like straight, corner, straight, very fast corner, straight. (laughs) That's that's it. Um, So I think in my race, I may have... I think I had statistically had like the slowest car on the grid, on the straights. Um, Still somehow managed to finish... um, I think it was 14th out of twenty something like that i can't remember exactly
2: yeah he said 14th um, to me
0: yes 14th yeah um which is not bad um i think that was mainly just to other people binning it a bit too much and I, I had a pretty clean race didn't have any incidents at all it's like 20 odd laps uh, around the track um one mandatory pit stop to change tires which is a shame because i think i probably could have gone the distance on the hards um but yes, that was a really, really enjoyable race. And then I then I discovered that you can bring up the calendar and it's just like, next track's Monza. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to get absolutely smoked on that. Um, I think the only tracks where I might have a little bit of a chance, possibly into Lagos, maybe, but that's still quite a fast track as well. The other one is Nürburgring, um, the, the full Nordschleife. I think it's only two laps of that. Um, so as long as I can keep a decent pace and not bin it, I might be able to get maybe a top 10 result on that. I think you um, should
2: be okay into Largos. It's quite a technical circuit, so there's there's enough the, twists yeah. and turns. There's only really two straights.
0: Yes. Um, um, I will get smoked on those unless I can sit in someone's toe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I'll, i hope to do but uh yeah i'm really really enjoying it I, I'm, I'm like yeah next time i'll just pay more attention to what tracks are actually coming up and pick a manufacturer who i think cars are gonna suit it a little bit better but i've got a soft spot for Renault, and i'm a sentimental man so um <clears throat> but yeah uh, i'm really really enjoying that um I haven't played any more Project Cars two in a while. Um, I need to get back on that because uh, we need to have another race night on that. We, yeah, we, do. we had a like a good, good like two or three sessions on it when it, when we first all picked it up. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, Want to go back in and actually do some proper races because um, we had a few false starts, <laughs> like <laughs> fuck ups and um, and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Really, that's all. That's all a motorsport minute. Um. Chazzy, I think... Well, actually, uh, Nick, have you played anything else other than Destiny?
2: Um, I have literally last night for about half an hour, I booted up a new game, Um, but I'm not really very far in it, so I can't talk about it much, Uh, but essentially... Is it Hades? It's not. It is uh, Jenny Leclue (laughs) Detective-O. Okay, I've never heard of it. It's It's a children's entertainment game. (laughs) um it's essentially um it's like a it's a i don't even know how to describe it it's like a 2d almost point and click um detective type game it's almost
1: like like professor laytony
2: yeah i think it's it's that kind of that kind of ilk um it was released earlier this year um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's from the 82 minutes I've played so far. Uh, it's very nice and charming and adorable. Um, and just, it seems a lot of fun. Quite light on it. Um, few little puzzles and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it seems decent so far. But that's about all I've played. That's not Destiny. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to be incredibly
0: unprofessional and steer us straight back into motorsport minute. Um, cause I forgot <laughs> to mention a couple of things. Um, so I, I literally, I just thought, uh, I remembered a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Um, first of all, um, thanks to the latest episode of shift F1, um, podcast. I have been checking out a, it's a short form documentary series on YouTube called Michael Fassbender road to Le Mans. Ah, um, where he is trying to get to the point where he can race for Porsche at uh, in the GT3 class at Le Mans, um, having pretty much no real racing experience. When you um, said that
1: title, so the- I thought that was going to be like an adult swim kind of like comedy <laughs> program. <laughs> comedy program.
0: No, no, it's, it's a real thing. Um, there the, are the real short episodes. They're only like seven to nine minutes long, unfortunately, and I wish they were longer. Um, but it's really, really good. Like just really short. Um, they're kind of like the McLaren unboxed videos in a way, but a bit more about Michael Fassbender trying to learn how to race yeah. cars and messing up a lot and getting really frustrated with the fact that he messes up a lot, but um. It's it's, we've only watched like a few episodes and it's really, really good. Um, The only other thing I wanted to talk about is I was uh, made aware of a really interesting um, online resource for people who are into like sim racing called Grid Finder. Yeah. You guys ever heard about this?
1: Yeah, I saw a video about that the other day.
0: Um, it's really cool. It's, you just go onto grid finder, you select the platform you race on, you select the racer you race on, you select which class you like to race in and you select which days you can race and then it finds you communities. Like Like it just brings a bunch of communities for sim racing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. Um, so I've got that bookmarked. Then I'm going to give that a try and see if I can find some people, um, who, uh fancy doing the odd gt sport race or um, project cars 2 but yeah um sorry that was it Thanks. i'll i'll edit this so it's back in the motorsport minute bit <laughs> and it'll be all completely seamless
1: okay, wibbly um, wobbly. Yeah, wibbly <laughs> wobbly
0: anyway um chazzy have you Hello. what have you been playing you haven't been playing destiny i don't think
1: i have um, not been playing destiny i'm i you know so okay. i'm, I'm going to be v- virtually silent through the most of that chat <laughs>
0: uh, Will regale us with uh, tales of Yakuza.
1: So yeah, well, before Yakuza, um, yeah, I've been playing a bit of Half Life Alex. Uh, oh in, yeah, in yeah, yeah. So I, mm-hmm. I've been <laughs> bought the headset. And thought no, I'm not going to play any games this month. I'm going to wait till I get paid, and then just went oh, yeah, but Half Life Alex. <laughs> uh, yeah. So instantly buckled and bought that, and that is a very that's an incredible experience. It's one of the most, you, you know, when you you say I'm looking, for, what's the next thing? What's the next thing that's going to blow me away? And, and this has done that. It's kind of, it, it instantly drops you in and you're looking out over the city and you're on a, uh, on a, on a veranda looking out over this city and it all looks incredibly beautiful and detailed. And, mm. um, you could just walk over pick anything else pick anything up it's photo realistic acts the way you expect it to act um you know i go into this like kind of rooftop greenhouse and there's marker pens and i can just pick them up and literally write on the walls and write on the windows and everything yeah it's just everything around me was reacting exactly as it should do and it just made me feel mm. so immersed in that half-life world um and like the only thing that sort of takes you out of it is the fact that it's got the whole thing where you pull down on the uh on, on the joystick and you get like an arc and you have to point at where you want to land so you can't walk too far without you know having to zip everywhere zoom everywhere which is a bit weird because you can then end up mm. in odd situations where you're like facing a wall and you've got to kind of click the stick to turn yourself around 90 degrees and then 90 degrees again and 90 degrees again so there's this really weird disconnect between it feels like the most in a game I've ever felt in my life ever and massively mm. ripping you out of it at the same time. But those moments yeah. when you're those moments when you're in it and you're doing like someone threw a gun to me from a second floor window and I caught it, cocked it but cocked the hammer back and then just unloaded into a bottle on the other side of the like courtyard I was in. Like, that was just incredible.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Just the, these, the, the things like your inventory is that you put your hand over your, like behind your head over your shoulder to the imaginary backpack you have on. And then you just lift the things out that you want. So to reload is just hand into the backpack, up, over, plunk, click, get it into the gun, cock it back, and away you go. And you're doing these things, and you just think, Oh, just I'm I'm here, I'm in this, I'm doing this. And like the first time a combine just you're in a lift, the doors open, there's two combine soldiers there, and I flinched, you know, I actually physically took a step back because I was just like, Wow, that's intimidating, they're massive. Yeah. And yeah, it it does all of those things that you just you want a half life you, you want a VR experience to be. Plus, it's Half-Life, so it's got that amazing storytelling and kind of production and stuff to it. And um, mm. I was oh, absolutely blown away by it. Like I said, there's a few little bits where it ripped me out of it completely. But,
2: yeah, it's I think- it's,
1: it's, it's, ph- it's a phenomenal achievement. And like t- the, only, the only thing that's stopped me playing more is I am terrified. Things like barnacles hanging from the ceiling. And they're mm. pretty gross at the best of times. But then when you're standing there thinking oh no, I'm going to get, I I can, that thing there is going to drag me up to the ceiling and you, you're suddenly there and you're in it. And it's like, oh, this is horrible. It's very, makes you feel icky. And um mm. yeah, that's the only, that, that icky kind of, oh my God, what's around the next corner. I don't do well with that. So yeah, that's no. been, um, yeah, that's just been, that's the only thing keeping me going back to it. I've got to kind of build up the courage to go in and have a second session with it. But, um, yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying it, and there's some like lovely puzzly elements that I won't spoil. And um, like I said, not that far in, but yeah, it's just everything I wanted it to be.
0: I think the like the locomotion, like movement problem in um, VR games is not a problem that can really be solved. I don't no. think unless you unless you've got one of those like weird. Like gated treadmill things that you can stand in, like I saw um yeah. ejects a few years ago. There is gonna I be a disconnect. Be
2: very yes. strange. Yeah. I, I actually thought that Alex had a few different options for how you it can does. traverse. Yeah. Oh it does. Ha- it does. Oh, okay. I just
1: haven't I haven't played with them yet.
2: Um Yeah, I think I've one of them a... is just like um free movement like a normal FPS. Yeah. yeah. But mm. that again, that kind of runs a risk of you kinda of getting stupidly motion sick. Yeah, that's
1: yeah. it. So I, I thought first time out or couple of first couple of times out. Let's be safe. Let's use the jump and kind of you know do it that way. But yeah, as as I get more uh, braver with it, I'll you know I'll, I'll try I think, out the different options.
0: I think maybe that um, VR is going to be, at least for the time being is going to be best suited for games where you as the player are fixed in space in a way so yeah, you're in the cockpit so of something elite dangerous is or, and your yeah, um, like any, any driving games game.
1: this is the thing is like i play a lot of, like a lot of racing games and that's what i've primarily honestly bought it for is to basically do a set of Corsa and project cars and that kind of thing uh play a bit of elite mm. dangerous and then all the kind of fun little bits that i can do like i'm going to be buying tetris next week it's like tetris effect on just on the quest yeah but uh, natively, rather than running it through Steam, so I can just have that while I'm sort of sat in the front room or something. You know, just yeah. I'm just There's anywhere, also
0: like, um, things like job simulator and games yeah. like that that are kind of fun. But like you're, you don't, you're, you're in a particular like, keep small and space. No one
1: explodes and and that kind of stuff. Yes, I've got yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah it, like I'm looking forward to using it on on a, on a lot of different like um, bits and bobs. But yeah, if this it, it's just. That moment when you're, you sort of, you know, you, you grab your gun, you actually are kneeling down in your, in your front room, you know, leaning around cover to try and shoot stuff. And it's just like, oh, yeah, this is, this is a thing. This is a thing I want in the future, but I just don't know how you're going to get there. But it, yeah, I, absolutely phenomenal. I, Like, loved every minute of it. And um, yeah, like, not, not, not that I'm not dying to get back to it because I am, but it's just that thing of like, yeah, I need I need to build up the courage because you don't realise how kind of scary the stuff in Half Life can actually be. So yeah, so that oh was yeah, the, yeah
0: yeah it's creepy ass game.
1: It's creepy, yeah. I mean, I'm not mm. looking forward to going to the kind of Ravenholm or whatever it is section if that oh, if that's if that's a thing because you oh,
2: know. Oh. Can you imagine the um, face? I can't remember what yeah. they called now. Yeah, head crabs. Head, head crabs. crabs. Thank you.
1: Well, I mean, they're, they're they're in it. I know that for a fact. So it's like, oh god, oh, god no. But yeah. So anyway, so that's so I've been playing that. I've been really, really blown away by that. And then, um, but the thing that has been taking over my life, uh, like you, you guys know. Like I always say to you, look, I haven't got time for big games. You know, blah blah blah. And can nick an hour here and an hour there, and yeah, just don't, just never going to find the time for games anymore. Maybe like a six to eight hour and maybe a 10 hour experience is perfect for me and I've just sunk like 30 hours straight into Yakuza like a dragon yeah like easily easily without even it's breaking a it's Ichiban Kasuga though like he's he's just so charismatic oh, the guy is just like the main character is just brilliant I, I love the way he's yeah. been written I love the fact his optimism um, how how he can be Sort of mean and moody, and you know, and aggressive, but also tender and caring, and looking after his mates, and and that's again down to the writing. Like the writing in this game is absolutely amazing, and like say, it just it's all over the place. And I think that's the thing with this game in 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 totality is that it's just so full of surprises at every turn. Whether it's surprises in the writing, in the narrative, in a whole mini game that just turns up in the middle of the game, like in the middle of the game that is just phenomenal. Um mm. Just every little nook and cranny, they've filled it with something interesting to find or hook you or get your attention or make you think something or feel something. I mean, it's not, it's not absolutely perfect. There's a few, it's weird because at the start of the game, it's, um your in a sort of homeless camp and you're looking after the homeless guys and you're looking out for them. And then as soon as you break out of the homeless camp, like the names above the characters that you're fighting are like, you know, hungry, hungry bum and, you know, homeless, you know, (laughs) homeless fighter. And, you know, they're they're like taking the mickey out of the homeless. And it's like, "Eh, you Mm. can't have one. And then not, you know, maybe you're being sensitive in one direction, but not in another. And,
0: you know if you're going, going to uh if you're going to a yak is a game for sensitive social commentary it, right? well this is <laughs> I've got thing good news it, and bad news.
1: it does do those kinds of things though that's that's the silly thing it is doing it does really in little bits stuff, in little bits and bobs and you just think yeah but then it's, there, it's gotta like, go
0: but then yeah it's 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 always like trying to balance like trying yeah. to tell a serious story but then it's wacky time again
1: yeah that's it but that part of that is what I am absolutely loving about the game is that Yeah. It, it, I, it's good, dumb fun mixed with one of the best kind of just gangster Yakuza stories that you'll level. There's some really serious stuff in there. And like you say, you'll be going from I've just been shot and, you know, by someone and left a dead in a bin to like, you know. Some some guy poking me in the butt and trying to steal my wallet and me chasing him down the road in nothing but my pants. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you know Benny Hill and then Goodfellas, and some sort of smashed it together. Yeah, it's just it's
0: like um, within the space of like I don't know. Yeah, you were watching Half the stream, an hour right? in Yakuza. Uh, well, I was going to give like my example of like playing um, Yakuza Zero. It's like within the first half an hour you can go from <clears throat> super serious like um story intro with a guy being murdered and then one of these yakuza bosses having to cut off one of his own fingers uh to you've got to help these greaser punk guys get their mojo back and also this other dude wants you to get into slot racing and oh i've been beaten up by mr yeah. shakedown and he's stolen all my money like yeah it's they're like a dragon is kind of absolutely
1: nuts places this is like i was saying on the stream about whereas yakuza 0 is like primarily it's a dark gritty gangster story with some fun dumb stuff around the periphery this game is the complete mm-hmm. flip reverse of that which is a completely yeah. dumb fun game story with this like side story of a gritty hard drama going on in the background and and then you marry that to the fact that they've taken the combat out and they've put in this really interesting like RPG fighting system in instead of um like like a traditional, you know, beat 'em up system, like third person beat em yeah, up yeah, system. Yeah. And then it just everything about it is just challenging you to, you know like like challenging everything you think of about those types of games. And like I say, I just I thought, I mean I've been up till like I haven't been up. I've been up till sort of three in the morning for at least three nights playing this game and the time's just gone like that. And I've just looked around, it's three in the morning. And Mm. like a game hasn't done that to me since, I don't know. I can't even remember when. I mean, I want to say like Assassin's Creed Black Flag or something like that, where it was just like, I want to see the next bit. I want to see the next bit. Like I've been playing this entire whole mini game where I've taken a food stall um that has been dilapidated and then running it as a business it's a business mini game um and you've got to basically turn it into a uh, the top like you know the top ranking business in the whole of Japan um and make it earn more than four billion yen um and I've been doing that and I I literally completed that last night at three in the morning like I went through that I just sat there and I've played that mini game straight for two days
0: yeah, and yeah, I got uh, like it's so like sucked into the like slot car racing minigame yeah. in Zero. Um, yeah, and you can get completely distracted
1: with that kind of stuff, and it comes straight yeah. back to the story as if nothing's happened, and all your mm-hmm. friends are taking the mickey out of you that you can't like. I I currently own a business that is earning four billion yen. I own like all the property. I've got like six million in my own personal bank and my friends who are in my party are still taking the pee out of me because i won't buy them lunch <laughs> and it's 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 that kind of stuff it's just like um, yeah and then you go straight back into it and it's straight back into the story and straight back into all the dumb fun again and yeah it's yeah. just it's just brilliant it's just been a, such mm. a breath of fresh air at this game and i'm thoroughly enjoying it and like i know i've got another 20 30 hours and i can't wait i just cannot wait to play more of it
0: yeah. Um what was I gonna say? Uh, Ichiban hasn't really featured much in any of the Yakuza games I've played, but uh, uh I I haven't seen so far from, from what I've seen of your streams like any of the like other well, any of the main characters in the mainline uh, no. storyline, Kazuma, Mishim um, um No, I believe Majima, there might be um, one cameo Gyochi, later on right okay. possi-
1: like real background cameo but it, so it doesn't it is... really matter
0: where in the timeline no, you play this right
1: you could... this is a great jumping off point to maybe get into hmm. the world and the thought process of these games um there, okay. there are things like the tojo clan are in it you know like the, the different clans are still in it and and what's happened to them since the whole yakuza series has kind of come to an end and this is now moving on from that and showing where they were, where they are, and where they're going. So um, yeah, it's mm. there is there is definitely a tie in there, but it's not. You, you don't need to know about any of the original original games to kind of get your head around this one. This is like like I say, I think they've built this to be a jumping off point. But okay. this has just made me want to go back to like play Judgment. I want to go back and play Yakuza Zero again. Like mm-hmm. yeah, it's just got me right into it now. Yeah,
0: way. I've never played one all the way through. There have always been yeah. games that I've like dipped in and out of, but I'm going to set aside time this Christmas, I think, Well I'm off this Christmas. I'm just going to play through, well, I, I plan to, play yeah. through zero from start to finish and just get that one done. Basically, and then yeah. I can look at playing um, Kiwami and Kiwami 2 and then try and work my way through the, where, the Yakuza timeline.
1: Yeah, way through it over a period of years.
0: yeah yeah Yeah, it'll take a while (laughs) yeah um and i do want to play judgment as well because i like the idea of like crossing yakuza with phoenix Wright.
1: yeah Um, this is it this is like a cool idea i think this is the thing is i've played zero and and loved that and i haven't like obviously finished it in any way shape or form because you know i just don't do who has yeah who has right (laughs) but i think playing that made got me really into that world then playing like a dragon has made me think. No, I really like this world. I, I, I want to know more yeah. about this. So now I want to kind of yeah. do the weird outlier of judgment, and like you say, see the, see where they've sort of taken it off on a side route, and then go back to zero, and then play my way through it. I think that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, I just I thoroughly recommend this game to anyone. Like, if you if you're looking for something that's just fun, and bonkers, and is going to surprise you every sort of five or six hours or like even three hours, like every occasionally with just something you weren't expecting to see, expecting to do or play, or the narrative just takes a complete hard right turn. This is the game for you. It's just completely bonkers. Love it. Mm. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I've been playing really. It's just those two. Okay. Buckle up. Here we go. Hold on. Let me get a couple <clears throat> Get me blank.
0: <laughs> put it over my knees. So, a new Destiny expansion came out. Um, two weeks ago? One week ago? Two. Two weeks ago?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, God. I've completely lost track of time. Yeah, yeah it's two been two weeks. weeks. About two weeks ago, yeah. Um, oh, God. Nick, where do we begin?
2: Oh, there is just so... Well, Well, should, should we begin with the lead-up to this... Expansion was not very positive, I think. No. From a lot of okay. people.
0: Yeah. Um, so I think that um, most Destiny players would agree that the the high point of Destiny 2 was the Forsaken expansion. Yeah. Um, that was the um, the Taken King from Destiny 1, but for Destiny 2. But more so, um, huge expansion, whole new enemy Technically, a new um, enemy type introduced, like the like the Taken were in Destiny One. You get the um, the Scorn in in um, Destiny Two. Um, massive expansion um, with a whole new area, and then a subsequent second new area that opened up. Massive raid, a dungeon, changes to the world that happened after a team first completed the 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 raid that was in there. A um, bunch of new activities and whatnot, uh, and it introduced like the seasonal system as well. Mm-hmm. So they started introducing new uh, activities every. I think it's every three months. Yeah, it is three months. Yeah, they have a, a new season every quarter. Um, that first year of like seasonal activity was some of it was really good, like the black armory stuff. And then when they brought out um, the menagerie, that was really cool. Some of the other stuff like. His more gambit that was a crap season. Um, and then a year ago, we got uh Shadow Keep, um, which was their first. Was that the f- well, I guess part of the development of that would have happened where they were still under the yeah, it was um, their first Activision one that they
2: wing. published as an independent, but I'm pretty sure it was kind of planned and developed and developed while well, they yeah. were still part of Activision, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: Um that expansion was um, was very good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Did have some problems. Reused a lot of environments from the moon in Destiny 1, but did enough to change them up and add new stuff so that it felt fresh, but also kind of nostalgic to go back to the moon. Um, the um, really good raid, really good dungeon. Um, the seasonal activity started to become a little bit more prominent. Um, but also more grindy. Uh, and they're supposed to last three months. Um, and this current expansion was supposed to come out in September, I want to say, mm-hmm. and got pushed back to November. So the last season uh, of like of, uh, of the year of Shadowkeep stuff uh, had three months' worth of content. Like, well... <laughs> it, at a stretch, it had three months worth of content and they had to stretch it out for, for like nearly six months. Um, yeah. And so for a while, there's been not a lot to do in Destiny. There's been a lot of places to go and not a lot to do that was new. You could grind out raids and strikes and dungeons and stuff, but the actual like, season activity stuff was a bit meh. It was like, here's a new public event that's going to be available for a while and you can earn these particular weapons next season. There's going to be a different type of public event and you can earn these seasonal weapons. Um, so I think people's moods were a bit low. Um, I wasn't 100% that I was going to get, um, beyond light on day one. Cause I thought I might just wait and get it on PC when I finally get a PC. It's not going to be that good. Is it? And it's already starting to run like shit on PS4. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be a skip for a while for me. But I got strong-armed into it by myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, first thing I should say, actually, is that on PS4, they have worked absolute wonders. And there's been some huge, like, behind-the-scenes optimization of the game. Um the, the game just runs smoother loading times are better there's not so much stuttering I haven't hit any like horrible frame rate issues like I did the first time I ran through uh, gardener salvation raid um well if I, the times when i ran through gardener salvation raid before and you get to the final boss and like the frame rate starts to chug none of that um like going into your menu and like accessing your inventory doesn't take a week like it's really snappy I don't know what they've done, Um, but, yeah, they made a lot of fixes there. Um, But, yeah, the actual expansion itself is kind of um, really revolutionary for for Destiny 2. Um, You're on a whole new environment. You're in um, the Jovian moon of uh, Europa, Um, which begs a bit of a question. Oh, actually, sorry, before we get into it. Um, the there was a big end of season event. Um, yes. So last season was was called was like season of arrivals, and it was all about an exodus. The darkness is coming. There's all these little pyramid ships about. Um, we've got they to They believe in a people, thing called love. They believe in a thing called love. Um, we need to get these people off these planets, um, because certain planets for gameplay optimization reasons um and also because there wasn't a huge amount of stuff to do on them that was relevant have been removed from the game at the end of last season there was a big event the darkness arrives and now io is gone mars is gone uh, mercury and titan are all gone so that's four planets um titan wasn't huge mercury was very small um Mars wasn't particularly big, really. Only a few zones. Io was like a full-sized, like, Destiny open world area. Yeah, Io so was one of the biggest. Go. Yeah. They're all gone. Um, which is a bit weird. They're, they're gone because they've been taken over by um, the by the darkness. Uh, but Titan and Europa are both Jovian moons. So, who knows? It's a bit weird. Um, but yeah, so we're on Europa. Um, whole new environment. It's very icy um, it's a
2: bit hothish
0: it's very hoth <laughs> yeah uh when you're out and about um it's the first time they've introduced like dynamic weather and it's not like hugely dynamic it like you have like snowstorms um that this you they correlate with when particular tough enemies appear in an area, but. It is pretty cool when you're like fighting in a big open area and then the snowstorm comes in and you can like barely see what's in front of you. You're like having to shoot at lights hoping that they're the enemy. Mm. Um, It's really, really impressive. I also noticed that um, it actually makes your sparrow harder to drive around when the wind's blowing and the snow comes in. You can get get blown off a cliff
2: as well. Yeah, and you can get completely blown off
0: course and you'll get like, it's really easy to get lost (laughs) in the snow as well. And you have to keep bringing up the map to try and figure out where the hell you are. Um so that's the really really cool um uh, element that I wish they'd introduced into some of the other uh planets. Maybe when they bring back Venus next year, they'll put storms in there because Venus does have a particularly hostile atmosphere
2: in real life um well, we almost got a bit of a glimpse of this, didn't we on i o last a bit under last season where when the darkness was coming. And there was there was a particular public event that happened, and it started raining like this weird rain. Yeah, Um, we've had rain for a while. That was dynamic or not?
0: it rained on Titan as well. Yeah, Um, but it's but it's always rained on Titan. Um, uh, But it's the beginning of D two.
2: Yeah, it feels like a really cool addition that they could. Mm I I hope they incorporate somehow uh, in other areas as long as they don't overdo it. Yeah. Um. It, it, like you say, it, it feels like it adds to the gameplay. It doesn't detract from it. It's not just there as a gimmick. As no. you say,
1: it doesn't feel like it's just dragging out a shorter experience by making the fights a bit harder because you can't see. There, no, there is one it's...
2: particular thing that feels like it's dragging out a shorter experience, but it's not the weather. Right. It's the 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 lack of a second drop zone on Europa. Right. So yes, it's, it's just somewhere a, a and you have to bit.
1: run. All the, you have to do the battlefield run.
0: Oh no! You've got your sparrows. You can jump on your sparrow and and race up there, and it doesn't take too long. But it forces you to go through these particular areas, and I kind of understand why. It's I think it's because they've started doing these things where the weather effects come in, and then like a particular tough enemy, these big like mechanical walkers called Briggs drop in, Mm. and at least. Early on, they are very difficult to take down. They're not too hard now that we've levelled, um, but they, they drop quite valuable loot. So as you're being forced to drive through these areas, um, if you were just skipping straight to a place that was up in the north, then you might miss out on those. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think um, they're probably trying to get more people
2: in involved in the uh, open, world. open world, I think. Yeah. yeah. You more, used to just like,
1: get on your sparrow, rush past all the different enemy spawns to get to the objective you wanted to get to. I'm guessing yeah, well, like, they're giving you a reason and, to stop and look over and go, oh, should we go and get some loot?
0: Yeah, but also what um I think what, what Nick's getting at is that um they're having to they're having to go past them in the first place rather than just going right. to a straight to a warp point at the top of the map. Yeah. Um But that map is at first glance I looked at it and it was like, huh, this doesn't look that big really. Uh, <laughs> bigger than maybe the dreaming city um or the tangled shore was alone in um forsaken but didn't look that big but then i started to realize oh there's all this stuff off to the side that might be able to in like investigate and then yeah as the campaign goes on and you start to dive, dive into these buildings you, you go off the map completely and then you realize how fucking gigantic the like the whole map is that they've built
2: there there is one moment that's um af- after the raid there was a whole load of new missions and activities opened up um yes and the the minute that you can go sort of down into the Bray the Braytech um facility and you go down mm. to talk to the giant exo head i love that he's literally just called the giant exo head yeah um that whole expanse and that whole sequence it's and huge. it's absolute so you open into this massive cavern and it is literally a cavern built into the ice it's like a gla- in inside of a glacier Mm-hmm. and you look down and you think oh if i go down that i'm i've got to somehow jump over that because that's just like that, that's like where you fall down and it's insta kill because you've gone off the map yeah and then you realize that you've actually got to go down there is where you've got to go and there's sort of platforms all the way down and enemies and stuff and it's like jesus christ this is absolutely massive and there there are there are roombas cleaning up after you know there are roombas cleaning the this facility and stuff. It's, it's absolutely mad, the scale of it.
0: It's like, um, do you remember in uh, Chazzy in Titanfall 2, the yeah. factory level? Yes. Where you're going where through, it's and there's like this moving. entire like, gigantic, massive factory. Yeah. Um, there's one of those just hidden under the ice of um, mm. Europa where they've been. Well, this machinery, these little like automated drones and everything have been going on for presumably hundreds of years and I love the it's, idea it's, of it's like we don't massive. have
1: to set dress we don't have to set dress this um destroyed like uh base because we, if we just chuck in a few Roombas everywhere we can just hand wave it away as oh yeah, it's all clean because of these Roombas, not yeah. we can't fill the environment. Yeah. I think that's brilliant.
0: That's one of the things that's been quite remarkable about it as well. It's like uh, a lot of the places you go to in Destiny 2, the environments are this is what once was some facility and now it's kind of ruined and the yeah. uh, the roof's fallen and whatnot. And up on the surface of uh, Europa, it's just like a desolate, icy wasteland. Hmm. Um, and then you go inside these Braytech facilities and it's just it's incredibly all clean, clean working, polished. immaculate. But it, yeah, it, like,
2: as well that all this has been going on for hundreds of thousands of years and it's still working under the ice. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the, this is the first time. I mean, I'm going to say this a lot tonight, probably. And this is for me, it's the best Destiny 2 has ever been. Yeah. But for me, it's also the first time I've even considered or thought about the law of destiny. I'm not really much of a law person in those kind of mm-hmm. games. I don't. I. No. They're shooty shooty pew pew gimme the loot. Uh what what's has my number gone up? Yeah it has, that's good. Yeah. Um But this this expansion has really made me think and care about the law because of how it's been crafted that way. It feels so intrinsically just designed that way. And the writing is so good it's made me actually want to go and read about this. Um, yeah. which has never happened to me in Destiny before. Do I've you kind think of this got an understanding more
1: of world building um, going forward, do well, you think they're going to try and.
0: So, the, the the basic. Bring this round. Uh, story is that the darkness is here. Oh shit, what do we do? Um, you're going around planets, like, following these, like, trying to work out what's going on, and then you end up on Europa and you pick up a distress signal from our old friend Variks, who was oh, the okay. prison warden of yeah. the Prison of Elders yeah, back obviously. in the first expansion for Destiny 2. Um, no, for Destiny 1, sorry. Um, the uh, House of Wolves expansion. Um, and he was like a vendor guy and,
2: he, and the the announcer in the Prison the of Elders.
1: Yeah, so I re- so remember him as.
2: Yeah. Um, and then they bring a... him back for the Destiny 2 Forsaken Strike. No. That prison.
0: That's not him. That oh, was okay. his that was his uh a servitor that That was just someone who looks, has, sounded just, like him. He's just replaying recordings of Varrex's voice. Gotcha. Yeah. He's not there. So Varrex, yeah, Varrex is Varix via in, Alexa. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, kind of. Um Variks is in the story of Forsaken, um, and he plays quite a pivotal role in it because he starts the prison break that begins the whole thing. Um he was the prison warden. Something happens that makes him snap. He starts the prison break and gets out. Um, theres a, I won't go into what he's been doing in the meantime. There, there's law tabs and stuff like that. But basically, he's back. He's on Europa. And he is um, worried because there's a, another fallen um, uh, Kel called Eremis who is now using the power of the darkness to try and take down the traveler and get rid of all of humanity and raise her people up and and varix is very worried about it and thinks that it's going to be the end of the the fallen or, or the Elixnys is as their real name um and so you're helping him out um get rid of Aramis's lieutenants and then ultimately eros herself and that's the basic premise of it but the more important storyline that's running through it your. you're Yes, you're like embracing the darkness and you now have darkness powers that have introduced a new subclass that we can talk about in a little bit. But um, there's three races in Destiny that you can play as. There's the humans, um, there's the Awoken that featured very prominently in um, the Forsaken uh, expansion. You go to the Awoken homeworld and whatnot. And there's the Exo that are like the robot people. And there's been lots of interesting little lore tabs and rumors and speculation and stuff like that. And stuff about a deep stone crypt and where the EXO came from. And we knew that they were made by the Bray Corporation in this game, but you didn't know anything about it too much. And a lot of the games post... Well, the the, the stuff that comes up in the raid and stuff that comes up post the raid is about how... Um, and the stuff that comes up in, in the post-campaign stuff as well is that Clovis Bray, the man who created... Rasputin, the war and created the Exos and whatnot was a fucking madman, like full on mad scientist. Um, and how you, I don't want to spoil it for too much for anyone who hasn't got to that point yet, but um, you, you find out what how messed up the creation of the Exo were and. Just what utter horrors Clovis Bray got up to, and it's still getting up to because he's kind of still about. There's some ongoing stuff that we like. Even if I was going to talk about all the spoilers, we don't know yet because there's still stuff that s- story elements that didn't start getting revealed until someone a team had first beat the raid. Mm. Um, right. and now there's um. St- like there's, there's still stuff that's being revealed and possibly will be revealed for the coming weeks, um, but yeah, in terms of story, it's it's easily as good as Forsaken and possibly well, Forsaken was just a revenge story, yeah, really, and then some interesting stuff in the 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 um um oh, oh god, what is, whatever it's called, the Awoken place. I said it a minute ago and I can't remember it already. Um whereas this feels like a lot more of a actual important to the lore of destiny storyline. Yeah. Which is like p- something that sometimes lacks a bit.
2: Yeah. Yes. It kind of, a lot feels... of it does sound like
1: it it has felt like it's been bits that have been tacked on to kind of get going round and round in circles and get on the merry go round and this mm-hmm. feels like it's like something's shot off now and we're following yeah. this path.
2: It it feels like, um, I, I think we said earlier, this is kind of the first expansion that Bungie have truly been independent and alone in doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels, I have no idea if this is the case or what, but it feels like it's the first time they've kind of been, not allowed necessarily, but felt that they can flex their storytelling muscles into, like you say, Forsaken was just a revenge story. It's, mm-hmm. you kind of almost get the feeling that They've been held back a bit potentially by publishers of being like, well, we want a story that's simple Come for you know, Call Take of Duty players to play. We want
1: shooty bang-bangs and let's, let's get them spending more money on skins. Yeah, Come
2: on. exactly. Whereas actually yeah. it turns out all along what you want in a looter shooter is this amazing law and these uh, these yeah. environments that lend themselves to the law. Yeah, you yeah. want to
1: care about the environments and the, and the people in it. And yeah. yeah. you want to go off and do these things, right?
2: And
0: it's starting to ask some like interesting like questions about you're starting to tread a little bit of a dangerous path. So, in order to fight the darkness, you uh, characters have decided to embrace the darkness. So, you have these abilities that you've always had from that are powers of the light, and you get them from yeah. the traveler. You got the the void, solar, and arc abilities. But now you also have a power that's been bequeathed to you from the the darkness. And there's this feeling that the darkness is trying to tempt you over to their side in this fight between light and dark. And at the to extinguish
1: the light, right?
2: Let me tell you, though, their powers are fucking cool. Yes. So <laughs> like, the, the, there's going to be more, On the side of the darkness it's That thing is right
1: like, yeah, okay, Satan, Satan wants to give you the cool <laughs> stuff. Yeah, exactly. To drag you over,
2: right? It's that kind of thing. Yeah, we're making a Faustian pact. But at the moment, we're
0: still using the powers for good.
2: And it kind of, it doesn't, it asks, it does, it mentions that it says, like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, this is a big thing. And Mm. you almost get the feeling that, well, they definitely make a point of emphasizing this isn't just a simple thing. This isn't just, this isn't something you should just play around with. No. So you kind of start to think, where's that going to go mm. It down the line? Is this, well, this going is to the thing have... Is, when they were with Activision,
1: yeah, you'd think, we've this opened is going kind of nowhere. This is going absolutely nowhere, and it's just going into a raid or a, like, that's it, and then it's going to go off into three or four different like, expansions. Whereas now, now they're independent, you can actually sort of hope and dare to dream that this is going to go off somewhere and become a thing. J- yeah, but there's
0: also um there's also like a there's a, there's an on, there are ongoing threads that so for instance um we the darkness itself this weird paracausal entity the darkness is not the only enemy that we've got to deal with and right. maybe borrowing some power from the darkness in order to take out the other enemies that we have to deal with over the coming couple of years, as they've yeah. mapped out, um, will maybe I, I cause it to be some some like um, ask some difficult questions later on, make some difficult yeah. choices. Maybe I don't know. Um, all the way through it, you're you're being your your ghost is like a little bit trepidations about the fact that you're wielding the darkness um various characters back at the tower are not 100% happy about it if to to put it one way um but yeah the the darkness powers are fucking cool um so the only one we have at the moment is and i presume there's going to be more um from the menu it looks like there'll be because it says like you can switch between light or darkness powers plural yeah um but the one we got at the moment is called Stasis um and it's basically the power of ice and from from what I understand like their plan is to have like three darkness abilities that are the mirror of their light equivalent so Stasis is the opposite of Solar um and yeah it's fucking cool um <laughs> Do you want to talk a little bit about it Nick?
2: Um I mean I can talk about cuz I I only really play a warlock I've only got one character um, okay so essentially it's it's, it's ice basically yeah. um you can you can as a warlock uh the grenade is now you throw it and it creates a wall of ice which traps enemies in it and then you can sort of shoot that and it splinters off um it, it's essentially all about uh freezing and then shattering your enemies yeah. um which is it sets off chain reactions and all sorts of stuff which is Really remarkable based on what you've said about the PlayStation 4 performance because mm-hmm. there are so many particles flying around sometimes and the frame rate yeah. is just constant for me on PC. Well, I'm on a PC, yeah. but I, I've not heard anyone really complain about the PlayStation 4 build. No,
0: it's not had any... It's like it's perfectly optimized. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy.
2: It's amazing. They've worked wonders. Absolute yeah. wonders. Um, but it's just really cool to f- sort of freeze all the enemies around you and then they just all shatter into, into nothing. It's, it's a great yeah. feeling, um, which is what I said, you know, it's just what is going to be the downside to the, to these powers. Cause there has to be one somewhere yeah. in law. Oh, um,
0: uh, well, I, I presumably, well, um, uh, we could get into a little bit of theory crafting, but like yeah. um, there's, there's, well, you, you get a little hints from the Exo Stranger who features quite prominently in this expansion. Who, who you remember from you might remember from Destiny One as being the I Don't Have Time to Explain Why I Don't Have Time to Explain character no, uh, yeah, yeah. from the main story. She's back in a like she's a oh, major wow. character in it. Oh, boy. Um, she is from another timeline where the darkness wins. Uh, and so she's seen what happens if uh, the darkness wins over and light fails. Um, so I would be interested to see if at some point we were able to, f- for a short time, for a mission or something, pass over into that other timeline and see yeah. what what that looks like. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm speculating. Who knows what they'll do in the future? But. Um, Anyway, in terms of the back going back to the powers, one of the the coolest things I've uh, about it is you get a you get a set of powers, and it's like you got your usual like here's your different types of jump, and here's your different special ability. Whether it's like if you're a warlock, you drop a rift that either heals you or it makes your weapons do better damage. Mm. If you're a hunter, you get two different types of dodges. Uh, Titan gets two different types of barricades that it can pop down. So far, so standard. Um, what gets really interesting is when you um finish the campaign you start investigating these like clovis Bray's uh, research into stasis a little bit more um into this darkness power and you can start to get augments for your powers uh you can swap out the grenades for a different type of grenade you can augment with like different things so like for instance, a hunter, the first uh, augment I got is that you can, when you're in the air, you uh, hold circle um, or hold the, hold the crouch button and like you slam down into the ground and anything that's encased in ice nearby just shatters, um, which is really, really handy. Um, and all three characters will get like different ways to augment their abilities. Uh, so you can customize how your ability works Way more than you can on the existing ones. Because in the existing ones, you can choose your grenade, you can choose your jump and whatnot. And then you get a choice of three different trees. And you can't pick bits from each of them. It's just like this, this set of abilities or this set of abilities. Um, and it's been fine. But now we've been shown what it's like you have a little bit more freedom. Uh, I'd quite like that to be introduced maybe into some of the existing light side subclasses. Because right, there are certain trees, for instance, on, there's, there's one particular tree I use on the um, Void Class Hunter, which I, I really like, but the special melee sucks. So I'd like to be able to use a different special melee from one of the other trees. Mm. Um, and I'd like to see something like that come in. And maybe maybe it will, maybe it'll just be a dark side thing because the darkness gives you more freedom. It's like offering you more choice or whatever. I don't know. Um, but, it's, it's, it seems like a really interesting way to be able to like augment and like customize your abilities around the way that you like to play rather than having to pick from one of three prescribed ability types if you know what I mean
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I don't know what else we want to talk about should we talk about the raid at all oh god yeah, so uh,
2: yeah, we can
1: do. I yeah. tuned in. I tuned in for that on a the, on, the, on the Twitch stream, and I I mm-hmm. had no idea what I was looking at. Oh like, man! All, all I knew that was that at one point you were in like a blizzard, and there was like hot domes that you were yep. sort of yep. surviving in, and that seemed to. But I don't really know how you knew where you were supposed to be going because <laughs> it was just yeah, that's it. It, it was, was just like kind on of, the f-
2: well, we. I was in a raid team that started literally the minute the raid went live on Saturday. Right. Mm. So we didn't have any kind of guides or pre-existing no. knowledge that we could draw on from anywhere or corner of the internet. And we didn't really want to either. We wanted to go in blind.
1: Pure experience, yeah. right? Yeah,
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, so literally, uh, we got in, uh, you fight off a few enemies, and then you start in this door opens, you go down and you're presented with these six pikes which are um fallen transports. It's essentially a sparrow with uh, guns on. And it's like and oh, they okay. look fucking cool. They are they are cool, yeah. And it's like, oh cool. Okay. So there's this is gonna be a um you know, just a trek. Go yeah. and explore. It's gonna be a trek. So everyone got sparrows out instead of using the pikes. Um and then we realized that when we leave this nice hot dome, we there's a storm outside and we get frostbite. Yeah. And if we're out for too long, then we freeze to death and die, essentially. So it was pretty much, right, you go in that direction, I'll go in this direction, let's just see. And then eventually you kind of come to the, the theory that there's in the distance in one direction, you can see a light shining and you need to head for that because that's going to be the next right. dome. And then there were uh, bombs that slow you down along the way, so you had to try and dodge those. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, exactly. There were uh, holes and shafts you had to jump over, and then it it was just a nice little pod racing puzzle, really. Uh, And every now and then there'd be some enemies at the domes you had to fight off, but nothing too crazy. Um, And then you finally get to the deep stone crypt, uh, and to find out that someone's left the security on, basically. Hmm. Um. So so inconvenient. It is, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I so know something really we want to go through
0: stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. As if we want to go through it like beat by beat, like yeah. mechanic by mechanic. But like, yeah. You once you get into the deep and crypt, the first you have to try. You have to go through a particular puzzle um, that isn't too difficult once you know what it is. But I imagine like. Going, I I so I, my team wanted to go in blind on Saturday but unfortunately um one of our guys uh so inconsiderately got uh, uh, got um, a positive covid um, test and um had to I don't know why the reason why he couldn't he couldn't raid surely he could self isolate and do it but what he wasn't feeling very well yeah. um uh anyway um so he he didn't uh, join us and um uh Uh, like sub couldn't join us until like the Monday and so we didn't get to go in completely blind although I watched a little bit of the race um uh, raid races on Saturday so I knew roughly what was going on by the time we came into it but other people hadn't and they wanted to go in blind so we kind of tried to let people work out what was going on and then After a few failed attempts, you'd be like,
2: "Okay, this is what happened
0: on Saturday." Um, I was going to say, (laughs) "I," because
2: I kept jumping into this to watch your stream, and you got past security very quickly compared to us.
0: Yeah. Um, To be fair, um, the guys who go in blind managed to figure it out pretty quickly. But one of the um, the guys who goes in, he's he, he really likes problem solving stuff he Hmm. likes figuring out puzzles so after a few false starts we managed to get that one down pretty quickly
2: yeah we Um, we got the theory of it down um spent a while naming pillars and walls yeah um but then because we went in day one where you had you were capped at your power level Mm -hmm. um the enemies were quite tough to beat um so we we had to sort of optimize how we did things and pass things around yeah um which i think that probably took us two hours first night okay from including the pod racing bit yeah 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 um yeah, that
0: that that section's not particularly difficult once you know what's going on. Yeah. It's a, a fairly straightforward little puzzle s- section. There's not a huge number of particularly difficult enemies in there. That was fine. And then you get through to another area and you discover that within the So all the way through um since Shadow Keep when we first been introduced to the darkness properly, we keep on getting invited onto their ship, their big pyramid ships, and there's this huge black statue of a veiled figure that we don't know what it is it features very prominently after you've got through security you find in the middle of the deepstone crypt is one of those giant veiled statues and like that was quite a bit of a like visual like oh fuck when i when i saw it um, and then we discover a character who um, partway through the campaign uh, the main villain of the campaign tells this person to go back to the crypt and look after the body, and that's all mm-hmm. they say. We um, bump into that character again, and she has resurrected a an old, um, I'd say spoiler alert, but we're well into spoilers now, so it doesn't matter. Um, Tanix, uh, a fallen sort of mercenary who we have killed already like three times. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the House of Walls expansion. Um, he was in the uh the the last expansion of Destiny one as well the one with Siva. Um, Tanix was resurrected as sort of like a heavily augmented cyborg creature in that, um, and then so he's back. Um, he's they've used the technology in the Deepstone Crypt to turn him into a fallen exo and um atrax as well the person who's doing it she's been turned into a she's turned herself into an exo as well i think is that right um i'm yeah, pretty sure made it is she's by clones of herself she's but she's also her main self is uh, I, I i i'm pretty sure that's right because i picked up a new hunter exotic helmet which is her skull and the uh-huh. description is of her exo version ripping the skull off her old body and making a helmet out of it. Yeah. Which is pretty fucked. Um, <laughs> yeah, it goes, it goes into weird places. Um, and yeah, so it, it, then you go through to a, a new area where you have to fight a bunch of projections of... Um, of, I'll try and explain like the mechanics very, very simply so you can see how fucking crazy this section is. So you've got two areas an area down on europa and then some lifts that lead up to a space station um and you've got to split your team into two teams um three ups three up in um uh in space in space and three who are down on the europa area um and you've got these projections of, tani- of tani- the projections of Atrax around shooting you, and you have to uh, and, and you you get these enemies that come out, and they have these buffs that you pick up, and you have these particular job roles. One person is a scanner, uh, and the scanner can see what things need to be interacted with. The other person picks up a buff called Operator, and they are the person who can interact with those
2: things. They can interact with control panels and stuff. Yeah, basically.
0: And so you're basically like passing these buffs around yep. um, so that a, a scanner can see which one of the versions of Atrax is the real one who is doing a mechanic that if you don't kill them, they will wipe you. Uh, the, so the team upstairs have to do that. Then they have to pass the scanner buff down. person downstairs has to pick up the scanner buff and find the, the right a- Atrax. And then you jump in and you hit that. And then when you kill that version of Atrax, it drops a sort of projection, a little buff that you pick up. And if you don't get rid of it within 45 seconds, it's going to kill you and wipe your team. And the only way to get rid of it is to get in the lifts upstairs, get in an airlock, get the operator to shoot it off your head, and then get out of the airlock so that you can blast it into space, and then get back downstairs again, ready for the, for the next... Time that atrax tries to wipe you. Find the right one, kill it, rinse and repeat. And, all and the if time at any you're point, fucking bombarded.
2: <laughs> and if at any point you shoot the wrong one, then it wipes.
0: Yeah, um, it's amazing. It's frantic. It's nuts. It's one I've, of the more like um. Have you? How many raids have you done before this? Uh, two. Um, you did Scourge with Scourge us. What was the other one? You wish. did. You did the last wish. Okay. um so, I guess Last Wish is probably a good example. Um, yeah, there uh, were there was some sim- very
2: similar things in it.
0: Like, the final stage of Last Wish, yeah. there's a lot going on. Um, and sometimes that can feel like... So, the final boss in, like, Crown of Sorrows raid is very mechanically heavy, but it feels like there's just one too many things going on. It's just one one too many things one too many spanners thrown in that can just completely destroy your entire run. Um, And there's there's a similar issue with the final boss in Garden of Salvation. I love both those raids, but there's just one too many things going on. This felt like it was just perfectly riding that line of doable, but also incredibly mechanically complicated.
2: It got that perfect thing that video games can do of... If you ever failed, you didn't feel like you were being cheated, and you didn't feel like yes. it was the game working against you. You knew it was your fault, yep, and you knew exactly. how to, you knew exactly what you needed to do to fix it and be better next time. And that is addictive as hell. I can't wait to get back in that Deepstone Crypt yeah. and go again because yeah. it's it, honestly in. It, it's probably the most perfect I've ever felt Destiny Two being, and it's the best gaming experience I've had in possibly the last two or three years. Yeah. um, Unlike, like, say, that the
0: final boss in Crown of Sorrows, everything just feels really, really frantic. And if you manage to get through it, it always feels like you've just done it by the seat of your pants and you don't know how you've done it. And you can't ever really get into a rhythm. It feels... Um, Every time this you feel one,
2: like you're in a rhythm... It throws yeah. something else at you, and it, it kind of yeah 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 yeah.
0: Um, but but I've really felt like you, we started to get into a, a really good rhythm mm. um, on, particularly on that one. That's probably like the hardest encounter in the the raid uh, in terms of like mechanical complexity. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's the it's the first time in a long time, probably since Last Wish, um, that I felt. That you we could like uh, had you could really just get like a like a good harmony going with your team in a really good rhythm, yeah And yeah. the you could like getting the mechanics to work to your favor um was definitely doable um i yeah fucking loved it, um then the, yeah the next section, uh, well, Nick, you talk about it,
2: oh my, so you just finished this absolutely frantic um. I mean, I don't know about you. Well, I do know about you, Mark. You spent hours on that section, didn't you? Yes. Uh, and we did too. Uh, we spent the best part of three hours the first night and then mm-hmm. probably two hours the second night, maybe three hours the second night as well, getting yeah. past that. So you've had this frantic battle. Um, we all took the moment for a break just to because I think I looked at my uh, smartwatch and my uh, BPM was up to 90. Um Jeez. And everyone was just like, like, hearts pounding because it was so... The adrenaline is really high, mm-hmm. um, especially when you get so close to the edge. Um, so, yeah. And then you were... Uh, essentially, you go out of the, out of the airlock and get into space. And after all of the sort of manic panic of the last few hours, it's just this... The sound goes muffled and um the this wo- absolutely wonderful beautiful track starts playing which is deep stone lullaby uh in the, in the soundtrack oh my god yeah and y- you're you're out in space and you it's just a platforming thing you're just jumping between platforms uh on your way to the next encounter but it's so it's one of the most amazing transitions in a game mm-hmm. uh that I've I've ever gone through um just the complete 180 of tone and feel, but the way it was delicately handled. And it was just, it was the exact break you needed between encounters. Um, yeah, it, it was phenomenal, really. I, I can't yeah. sing its praises enough. Uh, and yeah, I've been I mean, listening to that track uh, and the soundtrack in general. so much. It's so good. I ended so, up buying so it
0: because um, I, I, I love it so much. But yeah, it, it's, it's like... Um, uh, on the, on the 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 encounter before that, I was on the team that was down on Europa. So I only very briefly got to see the upstairs bit, mm. going into an airlock, run back, and go back down again. But you know the first few times that people were going up, they were like, "Oh my god, we're in space!" But you don't get t- any time to appreciate because you're in the middle of a you know a boss fight, yeah. Um, encounter. So then you finally managed, to, and we managed to, um, we managed to kill her as she was activating her wipe mechanic. Um, oh. And we thought we'd fucked up, but we'd just done enough damage. Uh, and so we all got killed, but we'd also killed her. And so we yeah. got respawned and everything and managed to hit the chest and whatnot. And, yeah, and it's just like, oh my God, this is insane. I need a, I need a break. And then, <laughs> yeah, you step out into the next area and it's like, you're doing a spacewalk and the sound drops out and everything's yeah, muffled and a okay, beautiful so piano pray. music's playing.
2: Like you shoot your guns um, and it's just muffled, like,
0: yeah it's brilliant. um it's absolutely stunning it's destiny has had a lot of like um visually spectacular uh traversal sections in their raids um garden of uh, salvation had um, a really really pretty one i don't remember with what i don't think there even was one in um last wish um, I
2: can't remember one now. No,
0: some some of them are you know okay. Um, some of them have been very pretty. This was just something else. Destiny's never done like a spacewalk before, and it was just yeah. Um, I got quite emotional uh, going through it. Cause it's yeah,
2: just... I I have to agree. It's 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 really strange just because they it feels like something they've never attempted before. Um, yeah to make you actually feel emotion in Destiny almost. Um, and it felt like a very uh, precise, calculated, this is what we want. This is the emotion we want to invoke in our players. And it, it definitely got there.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, and then after you finished the, the space walk, which I, I uh, like, if it felt like quite a long section. I wish it had gone on for longer. I could have spent like I spent ages up there just well we went to view. get the chest
2: as well so we we yeah drag it out a bit longer as well yeah
0: we got the chest there's there's some um collectible data pads in there as well as like five throughout the raid and three of them are in that section so mm. i'm gonna spend some time there when we run through it tomorrow um trying to get pick those up but yeah just the, the backdrop of europa Space. below you and then um jupiter in the background behind that and then just the emptiness of space is just amazing Mm. um but yeah then when you get onto the next section it's like i've just really enjoyed spending some time in space and now we're in this really nice space station oh here's tanix oh he's going to crash the space station into the ground sweet so it's got Um, nukes on and it's got nukes on and he's going to obliterate the entire planet um so then it's like a similar but more complicated system <laughs> of the mechanics. So you got one person who's got the um the ability to see what can be interacted with, another person who's got the ability to be able to interact with that thing, and then a third person who has to pick up a buff who's the only person who can stop the boss from killing everyone. Um but they also introduce a new mechanic in that once you every time you go through one of the phases uh the boss will deactivate one of the abilities so then that person has to deposit it in a little like unit for someone else to pick up and then they can't pick it back up again because you have like a 40 second or whatever it's timeout. so the game forces everybody to know every job mm-hmm. um which up until that point you just needed to, we'd like, once you'd got the heads around it, it was like, okay, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, you're going to do this. Fine, but you can't do that in the last sec- last two sections because it's like, nope, um, I'm gonna, we're gonna force you to, to do all of them. Um, and that's a really, really cool encounter. You're, you're having to stop Tanix from turning the space station into a giant nuclear warhead before he crashes it into Europa. Um, you managed to do that. And then um, another really cool thing happens. You got that bit where you're like, when you finish you finish the Atrax fight uh, sorry, the, the Tannix fight um, for the first about time. This. The ship, the space station is like re entering the atmosphere and is like, f- it's burning up. And then he's like chasing you down a long tunnel and mm-hmm. he managed to get into an airlock. And then the space station crashes into the ground. And then like you're sort of crawling your way through the shattered remains of this space station out into the massive crater that's that it's left as it's crashed into the ground. Um and then you've got to have one more fight, one more showdown with Tanix, who is still trying to blow up the entire moon. Um and that's as far as we got, we haven't beaten him yet. Um did you did you manage to beat him?
2: No, we literally no. we got it was Sunday at eleven. Well what yeah. we said was we did two attempts at the nuclear tannix. Mm-hmm. And we said if we don't get it this time, we'll just call it a night. Yeah. And of course we got it that yeah. time when we said that. Uh so we're <laughs> like, let's just carry on and just see what the boss looks like. So we, we gave it one go and then we just yeah, we gave in after that. But yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it's fair.
2: yeah it was Yeah.
1: I'm assuming it does the weekly checkpointing thing that it's always done. Um no what
0: well, it's it's we we've both run it last before uh, yeah. reset on Tuesday, yeah. so we'll have yeah, to start so again yeah. from the beginning anyway. But, but um, to be
2: fair, it shouldn't be I mean everyone's had another week of leveling up and everyone yeah. knows the encounter now and gotcha.
0: yeah, it be fine. Yeah. Um The uh, Yeah, it's um yeah, I don't know what I was gonna say to be honest <laughs> um it's really really good um yeah our team sorry that was it uh, our team like well, we ran through it all in one night started at about seven o'clock in the evening um by like 20 and this was this was monday night and then most of us have got work the next day and by 20 past two we were like we should probably stop now so that people can go to sleep um so we, we packed it in. Um, I don't think we would have got it then anyway because we hadn't got like the old optimum strap down or anything, which people have discovered since then. So we're going to try some of those when we go in to do it tomorrow. But yeah, it's fantastic. Um, actually, there's one thing we haven't really talked about. Um, the the final little thing is that uh, the seasonal event uh, again is launched alongside the main campaign. Like it was, it came out like a a week after the main. Expansion came out and it's called um, Season of the Hunt. And uh, your boy Aldrin Sov, who killed Cade in Forsaken and then we killed him and then a ghost found him and brought him back as a guardian. Uh, He's back. He doesn't know who he was. Um, He doesn't know anything about his past. He doesn't know who he was or what he did. And he's sort of a pet of the spider on the tangled mm. shore and we're helping him and osiris who whose ghost was killed in a text blog on bungee.com <laughs> <laughs> bungee.net and um, there's no actual cutscene for that which is kind of uh, disappointing uh, his ghosts who is your companion through the um curse of osiris expansion is now dead and so um osiris is without light and if he dies then It's permadeath. Um, But you're helping them hunt down um, these corrupted versions of Cabal and Fallen and Hive who've been corrupted by Zivu Arath, who is one of Oryx's um, sisters. And it introduces something that you've talked about wanting to have in Destiny for a while, Chazzy. Right. So you... Get given a lure that you put Ah. stuff in, like that. That you like, basically slot stuff stuff. in, kind of. Yeah. So Mm. you slot stuff in this lure that, like, uh, so you hunt this particular monster, and you wanna, uh, and it'll have like, if you hunt these ones, then you'll, then you'll get these loot drops, and then you can slot other stuff in, which will shape the type of perks that they will have, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, you go and find one of these like weird cryptolith things, you plant a lure and a big corrupted version of a creature comes along. You do a bunch of damage to it until it's really low on health, and then it pisses off, and then you have to track it. Nice. Uh, and it leaves like a trail on the ground, kind of like following your um, yeah. uh, whatever it's they're called. The, in the
1: um, trail, isn't it? In yeah, the, in, in Monster Hunter, in Hunter. Yeah, following the, yeah. F- the scout flies. I knew flies. they couldn't resist that. That's just too <laughs> much of a thing that you could just easily slot into Destiny.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not full blown. It's not like a no. full monster thing. It's like no, you're it's literally really just following. Like no, no, no. You you literally just follow a trail uh, until it points you in the direction of a like little quest marker, and then you load into an instance. Um, yeah. Follow the trail for a bit more. Find a cryptolith. Summon the monster. Finish it off, and then a, another bigger one will come along. You kill that. You get some loot. It's fairly simple. Fairly straightforward. Yeah. Um, but it's a cool new mechanic, but there's, there's some interesting stuff going on with um, Crow, as he's called now, but it was Aldrinsov and the spider and Osiris, and I think it could lead in some interesting interesting directions. Have you done any of that stuff yet, Nick?
2: Yeah, I did some last week, and I've done a yeah. bit this week. I need to do more. Um, yeah, it's
0: pretty cool. Did you pick up on the fact that the spider has booby-trapped the crow's ghost so that if he strays too far from the nest, as he says... He can just blow up the crow's ghost and turn him back into a mortal again.
2: I didn't know. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Wow. Yeah, Spider's an interesting character, but he's not nice. Like, how long are we going to carry on working for the Spider? Because he's not a good guy. He's not. He's not at all. He's like a. He's like Boba Fett. Basically,
0: yeah. Essentially, he's not Not even Boba Fett. Sorry, Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, like he is. Yeah, he's like Jabba the Hutt. He's he's a he's a sort of. Crime lord, uh, who rules over the, the, the Tangled Shore and likes smuggling and stealing and whatnot. Um, he just happens to be a uh, help us in a few matters, um, mm. over like the last couple of years. Um, yeah, I we're not working for him, we're just kind of like working with him, but unfortunately, the crow is working for him. Uh, and as you do more of the hunts and you pick up more of the dialogue stuff, um, even though he doesn't really know anything better because he doesn't remember anything from before he was brought back to life. Yeah. He doesn't know about the tower. He's never been there. He's never met any of the vanguard or anything like that. He doesn't know any of his former life as a prince. Um, but even so, he knows that working for the spiders is pretty shitty and he doesn't like doing it. <laughs> um so I think there's going to be some interesting story stuff going on. It's just it's just the thing. It's just, there's so many interesting story things going on, which is still like I mean it's gotten better since Forsaken came out, but it just get they just keep on ramping it up. Um and it's it's great. I love it because I bloody love the the world of Destiny. I love the universe that they built and I want more story in it.
2: Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Well, that's what we all want, though, isn't it?
1: That's what we've all wanted from day one. And this just sounds like they're getting to the things that they kind of... The promise that Destiny had when it first all kicked off, really. And it's really good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, 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 it is. Um, And there's more stuff to come. I was going to say, there's more
1: of that to come, and it builds and builds and builds. That would be amazing. Well, right. yeah. I mean, they've
0: set out a roadmap. This year, we're going to be dealing with Zivu Arath for a while. Um, next year's big expansion is all going to be about uh, Savathun, who is the the actual big baddie in the background who we've been sort of working towards dealing with for a while now. Uh, next yeah. season, next year's big expansion is going to be about that. Um there's more stuff that's going to come this year. I mean, we've got to mention that as well as adding in um, uh, Europa, uh, they added in the Cosmodrome from Destiny 1, um, like the Earth location from Destiny yeah. 1, or pretty much all of it. There's a few bits that aren't in there. Um, they even made stuff to go and do cave. It they did, they made a new loot cave, and it's got a, a little Easter egg in there to commemorate the the actual loot cave that I exploited the hell out of when it was a thing in D1. <laughs> um, and uh, that's like the sort of the area where new players go, first of all. Um, you do a bunch of stuff on the Cosmodrome before you, get, you go back up to the tower and whatnot. And, um, but it's, there's a bunch of stuff to go and do down there. They introduced like... Um, Legendary Lost Sectors, um, where you can do the Lost Sectors on a particular difficulty, one of which is like 20 light levels above the hard cap maximum that you can get to. Oh, wow. um, and that's the only way to be able to get specific exotic items. Um, at some point this year, we're getting at least part of Jupiter. Um, Jupiter. Um, Venus, sorry, uh, from... Uh, destiny one back and we're getting the vault of glass uh raid back that i'm i'm hoping they're going to rework in some way yeah. um and I'm, I'm sure there'll be an interesting reason as to why so we to have say, to go like, back to the vault of, of glass a remix
1: of that would be incredible
0: yeah um yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited about the, the future of this game and yeah one thing we, we haven't really um mentioned is the fact that a good chunk of the development of this expansions happened under you know people working from home yeah. under yes. quarantine
2: conditions which is nuts um it says i think i when i mentioned the soundtrack the other day i was like most of this must have been composed recorded everything from remotely or working from home and it's just yep. incredible uh yeah yeah but yeah working from home it's good it works do it more <laughs> it does
0: yeah 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 it does um yeah, I'm thoroughly impressed. Uh, like, I I, I to mentioned to the guys I was raiding with when we were um, running through it. Like, I think it was when we were actually doing the spacewalk bit, and I was like, "Man, this is not bad for an indie studio," because that's what they are now. I mean, yeah. they're a big indie studio, but they're an indie studio. They're not, they're not even like you know someone like CD Projekt Red who have uh, like a storefront and uh, they're a publisher as well. Bungie have got Destiny, and that's it. You know, um, mm. they're an indie developer doing it on their own, um, and what they've managed to do with this expansion is kind of breathtaking. Uh, they've essentially kind
2: of made of Destiny three without yep. making without Destiny Activision. three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, without fucking it up. Essentially, yep. I don't, I don't know any yeah. other way of putting it. Really, it's just they didn't need to make Destiny three. They just obviously they've yeah. reworked bits of their engine to bring it up to date, which is why we've lost a bit of content but yep. they're bringing a lot of it back i hear in the future at some point it's yes, in the vault yeah, yeah. it'll be back at some point when they can rework yep. it into the new engine yeah but yeah it's great
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. um it's i think if their vision is for just to continue to be a growing like quasi mmo yeah you know a first person yeah. shooter that has a lot more in common with mmos than than it ever did when it was under Activision's um, wing, you know, um, and the fact they managed to do so much. And I mean, Luke Smith came out in an interview before Forsaken came out and he said, oh, sorry, before Beyond Light came out and said that, you know, we don't have like support studios like we did when we worked at Activision. This expansion is not going to be as big as Forsaken. Uh, and I think he probably sold them a bit short because it's, it's huge. There's, yeah. There's so much in there. There's a bunch of stuff that we just haven't even talked about tonight. There's just... We've gone from having lots and lots of planets and not a lot to do to having less planets and so much to do that I I don't know where the time's going to be to be able to do it all. Like, there's so much post-content stuff to do and seasonal stuff to do that, uh, yeah, I'm kind of overwhelmed at the moment. I mean, that, you know will,
2: that will die down a bit, but... Um, do you know what else, though? What's Dave- that? They've even done something that I never thought possible. Okay. They've made Gambit kind of good. Um. Yeah. Gambit is I a mean, lot better than it was. It's quicker. Yeah. <laughs> I it think it that. that's probably the. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Gambit used to be three rounds to a match. Yeah. 70, bank seventy-five motes, and you win, or the other team wins, and then you yeah. best of three. Yeah. Now. It's one round, bank a hundred moats, summon a big bad primeval, kill a primeval, first one to kill a primeval wins. And it it just, it's so much better, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, they've taken
0: exactly what they said they were going to do. They've taken like the best bits of Gambit and the best bits of Gambit Prime and put it together into one mode. And And it it is much better.
2: It is. I've even done the unthinkable and played a bit of Gambit on my own just because I wanted to. That's how, you know... I tell you what, and you, I know. you, will, um, you
0: probably will stop the first time you come up against a team where the or someone on the other team has the raid rocket launcher. Oh, maybe. Yeah, because it tracks up to... Um, I think it could track up to six, but it, it can definitely track four targets independently and then fire a cluster of missiles that will track those four targets independently. Oh. So people are just jumping through the portal... Huh. um getting like um lock-ons to all four members of the team firing the rocket up into the air and then doing a dance emote while the rockets rain down <laughs> on the opposition team and they get the army of one badge for killing the entire team it's Amazing. going to be an absolute hellscape but that's a reasonably rare drop and you only get it at the end of the raid so maybe it won't pop up too often mm. but um yeah yeah gambit's gambit's better um there's still things that need to be reworked that the um uh the strike playlist needs a refresh, really. We got two new strikes uh in the new expansion, one of which is great. Another one is a is basically a, a beat for beat, exactly the same as a strike that was in um uh destiny one expansion. They just changed the boss. Um and they've taken some strikes out because those planets don't exist anymore. Uh And also, there's like no real reason to go in there. I wish there was more of a reason. There was like um, modifiers and badges to get, and like I don't know, I don't know what they can do with it. But they need to do something a bit with that. It's it's getting that's that's getting a bit stale. Um, Crucible is still crucible. Uh, If you like it, then great. If you don't, then don't go in there. Yeah. But all in all, it's yeah. I think that Destiny's in a really, really good position, and um, it's quite funny the destiny Two subreddit or the destiny, the game subreddit, uh, mm. went from in the first week of like, we hate Bungie. We hate everything. I don't like how they've taken all these guns out of the loophole. Where are all my old planets to in the week after the raid came out, like full, I got proper emotional whiplash going in there. Cause it's gone full on like, Oh my God, Bungie, this is the greatest thing ever. It we has, love you yeah. so much. <laughs> it's yeah, it's nuts. But yeah, um, it's fantastic absolutely fantastic and I'm gonna go and play some more of it as soon as we finish recording tonight nice um I think we've natted about that and if we got anything else you want to talk about
1: nope not from this end
0: no yeah, um uh, Well, this episode will be out on uh, Monday, Um, so I will be streaming. Um, If I am not streaming more Destiny, then I'm going to possibly start... Actually, I might be able to play through it in one go, Um, all of um, What Remains of Edith Edith Finch. That's what it's called, isn't it? Yes. Um, I've got a queue. I want to play that, and I want to play Until Dawn. And I'm going to play through a bunch of stuff like that because I think it's quite fun. Uh, So I'm probably going to play through that if it's not Destiny on Monday, Tuesday. um, Nick, what are you going to be
2: playing? (laughs) Probably nothing. Um, (laughs) December is my month that doesn't exist, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, let me know if you need me to help out, mate. Yeah, we'll do, mate. Um, I might
2: play some
1: Transformers: Devastation in that slot. If oh, nice. I did start Um, it, just to give it a test, so.
0: Good. Uh, Wednesday, um, I don't know what Adam will be doing. Potentially more um, ranking of football games. He played a bunch last night that all looked really bad. They were all like old Game Boy football games. (laughs) They they didn't look fun. Um, Thursday, um, I I presume that um, Andy's Andy's still still doing... Man of Man of Medan, yeah. Um, I presume he'll still be playing through that uh, Saturday. More uh, Yakuza like a dragon.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I uh, I've been harbouring thoughts of actually, basically starting a new save on Metal Gear Solid Five, and going back to that
0: MGS Five.
1: Yeah. No, okay. Not five. What am I talking about? No. What's the What's the one after Grand Zeroes? Sorry.
0: Yeah, that is Five s 5 yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. going back to MGS5 and basically starting that from the start again because there's part Mm. of me that wants to go around sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, in in the big open world,
0: I would be interested in what have you? Have you played much of it before?
1: Yeah, I played a lot of it. I got to okay. I got about I don't know, almost to the halfway mark, and. I just completely stopped playing it and I just don't think I'd have the skills I think I need to go back through the tutorial again and start again. It's been that long. Yeah. So it'd be quite it might be quite nice to go on a journey with that and have a few people following along so that'd be that might be quite nice. So yeah. Cuz it's an absolutely as,
0: incredible open world stealth game. It's a yeah. really really bad Metal
1: Gear game. That's it, right? So that that is that's the thing is like I'm just looking forward to like it's basically just going me going through and doing a few like sort of um, stealth missions into camps. Yeah, um, you know that I just want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So might be it's nice great to...
0: for that. It's it's fantastic for, for for that. For just like raw stealth action gameplay, it's the 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 best third person stealth game ever. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I so I, I want to. It's fantastic. I want to give that. But it's go just again. a. It's just such a bad Metal Gear game. <laughs> oh god, yeah. It just no. makes
1: no sense.
0: Um, but um, what there hasn't the been, a, to be honest, there hasn't been a good no. Metal Gear Solid game since Metal Gear Solid Three. Um, 4 was bad Peace Walker was bad Um, 5 in terms of being a Metal Gear Solid game is bad (laughs) Um, Metal Gear Rising though is absolutely fantastic and and I really want to play that again
1: yeah again like going back to Transformers and playing that again and then thinking Yeah. yeah but I could be playing Rising
0: so, yeah, yeah, and it's not it's on that. current gen consoles, and it no. fucking it's so annoying. I'd, I'd have to dig <laughs> out my, my 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 360 or my PS3 to play it again.
1: Yeah, that's it. So <sighs> yeah, the only reason I don't that's really want to go back to streaming like a dragon is just that I, I, I'm <sighs> basically I, I'm getting so into it that I'm just there, there's going to be vast chunks of it that are going to disappear off stream. You're doing so, off stream, like, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's fair, it, that's right? Fair. You know, i like I started it the other day, like with you guys, and then kind of then a whole section disappeared and then suddenly I was somewhere else and I'm spending most of the stream just having to explain like why yeah. why we're here and what's gone on so yeah I'd rather just do mm. something that's actually just for the stream so yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, gonna try and fish that out of the loft this weekend I think
0: good nice Um, so that's what we're gonna be streaming keep an eye on the Twitter to, to find out what where when and why yeah uh about it in terms of updates yeah. um thanks very much for joining us thanks very much gentlemen for joining me this evening thank you um, all right. congratulations if you made it to the end and you don't care about destiny um i <laughs> presume that will probably be that
2: dedication de- that's, that's going to be doug
0: <laughs> doug will still be here listening even though he really really has a love-hate relationship with destiny More he might actually really
2: like beyond light though because the story i think there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lore is right there in the game and the story. You can easily play it. Doug, play
0: it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, until uh, next time. Um, You'll catch on the next episode.
2: DRUG!